What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Buckeye Brunch, as it's newly named. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. We just tried to put together the perfect show for you. That's all that was. Sorry, I run a little bit behind, but what's going on? Good morning. What you got in your cup? Happy to have everybody here. Y'all flood in the comments. Make sure you like that video. Good morning, Ron. What's going on? Not that much. It was a bit of a scramble. I have a 650 alarm and I normally set about three after that. I did not do that. The 651 went off. I shut it off and then I woke up at 750 and was like, holy fuck, I do a show every morning at eight. I was <laughs> like, you were you already logged in? He's well, like, yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm in here working. <laughs> <laughs> so Ron gets fired this time. We'll see if HR rehire him after the show. But what's going on, y'all? So obviously, man, we had a big day yesterday. I want to kind of jump into that a little bit and, and, and sort of reflect this little like this little ride we're going on because um obviously none of it's possible without y'all. We had a dream to come together, build together a channel where we will have input. We can talk with the team. We can talk with players. You know, everybody can do that and share their opinion. Their opinions get heard. I think we've done that pretty decently to this point. We've been all right. <laughs> a lot of stuff to improve and things like that. And we're still trending up. But obviously, big time show yesterday. Ron got to do Bleacher Report. Just kind of want to ask him his overall experience on that. And then we'll go from there. So, so Ron... You did bleach report yesterday. Surreal moment where I get the uh, I get the app alert and it's like you go live on bleach report. I'm like, bro, what are we, what are we doing? Like this is crazy. So I just want to get your reflection of the overall bleach report experience. What was it like? You know, who called you? What what friend showed up that you haven't heard from in five years? Like, oh my god, I see you on bleach report. Just just let me know. No, it was it, it. You hit the nail on the head. It was a surreal experience yesterday. I mean, I I talked to my my family uh, before the show, and I just like I was like, you know, I sat down with you know two producers from Warner Media yesterday that went to college for this shit. You know what I mean? Their parents paid on loans for them to go to college, and they're sitting and producing a Ron James production yesterday and like that's what they get paid to do and it was a, a surreal moment you know um a year ago I had a private Twitter <laughs> the only reason why <laughs> I got in Twitter space is because the the downfall of Buckeye Scoop I had watched so much of it before and I was looking for Buckeye content and ended up back on Twitter it's how we ended up in spaces and it's just all moved so fast in the last year it was such an awesome experience I absolutely could not have done it without the help of Q and Chris Drew, the amount of time that they put into producing that show, the amount of reps that they sat and watched me go through to prepare for that. Um, Chris, just the selfless person that he is, the platform that they have. It, it doesn't, I mean, Chris, did, Chris and Menace did record numbers on Monday night. And, you know, instead of Chris, you know, celebrating his victory and you know what I mean? The superstar that he's going to be in the growth of that platform. He sat for four hours and helped me write a show and watched me rep it. And then after I rep the show, he sat and watched the tape back with me and going through it. So just the amount of time that went into that production and, and Q, I mean, the night before he sat and watched me struggle through writing two lines in that. I mean, that's a 30 minute show. Q sat on live stream and watched me fight to come up with two lines for 42 minutes. 
sat there with his head in his hands watching me stumble over two lines for almost an hour. And then after I finally got the line, sat and watched me struggle through a practice run of the show as I'm like falling asleep at night. Just It's just... I was on the show by myself, but it was such a team effort to make that happen. And the way that it turned out, uh, I was couldn't be more happy um, to open the Bleacher Report app yesterday and see my face was insane. It was just such an awesome moment and uh, it was truly surreal. I'm so thankful for all the people that watched the show and made uh, those type of opportunities possible. The fact that Bleacher Report was able to find my name, reach out to me and ask me to do something like that. And then everyone rallying to support, knowing what it means for all of us and like these opportunities and how big that is for our platform. So I'm just so thankful for everyone around me that helped made that production happen yesterday. All the people that have supported me in the last year that, you know what I mean, made my name available to you know what I mean? The people at Bleacher Report and powers that be that asked me to do this. So just overall, just beyond thankful for the experience. I had a great time, super happy with the way the show turned out. So yeah, it's just an amazing experience yesterday. Yeah, man. Just just don't forget about us little people when you across from Stephen A every morning. You know, <laughs> Stephen A. Chris and Menace is charting higher than Stephen A. on YouTube right now. Chris no. is the real superstar. That's nah, the one that we gotta worry about. <laughs> nah, he's cooking, man. And um, yeah, man, it's just crazy from where we were to where we are now. But obviously, you know, this channel goes with y'all, and I feel like this is our channel. This is a channel where we all come in, share our opinions, and let it be said. And I got a DM last night from a guy, Luke. Um, so I told him I shot him out from the show. He just said he loves the energy. He comes in, and it's like he's talking ball with his friends, you know, over a bonfire, you know, with some beers and things like that. And I'm like, that's what we're going for. That type of energy we, we need to bring and everybody to feel like their voice is heard. And they can talk college football and we're not isolated to, you know, watching somebody tell us what happened in the game. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like, I've seen something different. And here you can say how you felt and, and his voice and opinion. So definitely wanted to do that. And I kind of wanted to build off that and just ask. And you can you can put in the chat, man, um, something that you want to do. I, I want to bring up the dream show that we want to do let's say it was almost you know a, a, a impossible sight to see you know ron's face on bleacher report i'm like dang that's that's our show it's on bleacher report so ron i want to ask you like what is your dream show to do as far as college football goes going for you did bleach report so nothing is impossible so what show would you love to do anything remotely related to Dan Levitard and Metal Arc Media. Like that's my inspiration for everything that I do. I can I mean the amount of hours that I've watched of that show, I mean to the point that I mean I started watching Levitard back in 2013 to the point that I was going back and watching their or listening to their early archive episodes and stuff like that just what they've done in the sports radio industry moving into tv moving into the digital space um their type of content that is always their 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 brand of content has always been don't make this too serious there's it, it's sports entertainment and it's not just about the x's and o's and being so serious and they've always had the attitude that sports can be fun so yeah. like that's 
our whole approach to our platform. And I mean, that style of content is just like the inspiration for everything that we, at least for me personally, that I do on a microphone, on camera, their production style, everything. So just being remotely, anything remotely related to Metal Arc Media and everything that Dan Levitard's built with that empire would absolutely be my dream show. I ran into the uh, producer of the Levitard show at Lollapalooza back in 2018 and had a complete fanboy moment, like <laughs> handing my phone over to Mike Ryan's wife. Like, can you please get a picture of us? And like, Mike was so gracious, like was super cool about it. And just like, I mean, that's how much that I love that show that like, I get just, I would be just as excited to see any of the 10 producers on the show as I would seeing Dan Levitard or Stu Gotts because I just love how much effort goes into that show and the camaraderie around, you know what I mean? How they produce the show. And uh, it's an inspiration for how like I want to do things and how I would like us to do things. So it would absolutely be anything around Dan Levitard. <laughs> <laughs> not as well you, you talk about that so much and how the production is like that's that's what i'm going for that's why i work so hard behind the scenes and i always call ron the backbone of the channel because the production the edits all that is him he's learned it on the fly and he, he does an amazing job and i was he's blown up on twitter now a little mini mini celeb out there people know his videos um things like that um i thought about it and don't give me hate for this one but i am a big nostalgia person and that's that's probably why I love movies so much and, and, and watching and talking those is just I love those moments of just I can't forget them. And just growing up as a kid, every Saturday, it was college game day back when it was really great back when it was vibing. I remember them being at some big time games and it's just 10 in the morning. I'm waking up with cereal, just just ready to watch that and see all the stories across college football. So. I want to go bring it back, man, and make it. Maybe they take it off ESPN. Everybody hates ESPN. They throw it on Fox or something. But College Game Day was a show for me growing up. I would love to do College Game Day. Just sit up there at 10 in the morning at some college campus, you know, where I used to get drunk, <laughs> you know, before games and, and tailgate. But, um, yeah, man, this is something I would just love to do. Just go maybe special guests or something, entertain the guys, bring some life back to it. But I would love to do college game day. Uh, that that is a beautiful dream, and I hate to rain on your parade, but that's not happening this year. Why is that, Q? Because we're hosting our own college game day on this channel this year. So yeah, that's also another little mini announcement that we have in the works. We have a production meeting about that on Saturday, but we are going to be doing a college football pregame show on the channel every saturday mornings from 10 to 11 30 right here on best damn media every week before the games so make sure that you tap in and start your mornings with us on saturdays of course most definitely do that and i gotta give a shout to matthew he was the first one in the chat today to say good morning shout out matthew i never forget first person always gets a shout out so it's a competition you want that shout out be the first person to be in the chat but yeah, hey, but oh, go ahead, Ron. Before we even get into the staff predictions, we did a whole lot of fart smelling. We did another show on the platform last night. And it wasn't just the big bleacher report. We launched a new show last night. So let's talk yeah. about that for a second, too, before we get into the stats prediction game. 
yeah, hitting on that. Um, Fans Edge came over. That was that was Mike's show that he had on the channel. I, I like the format. I like the flow of those guys. And last night, Cam went on with them, and um, <laughs> it was madness, man. It was it was crazy. <laughs> it's a lot of energy. So they're gonna do Wednesday nights, um, obviously. But it was it was very fun. I I was talking to Chris. I was like, there's gonna be so much clippable content and, and, and crazy takes. So um definitely check those guys out their their episode is up now so you should be able to find it it was it was a lot of fun tuning in and they got good chemistry it's crazy it's wild so if that's what you want if that's what you want you know that's the place to go and find it yeah super excited to have uh the fans edge over here on the bdmg platform now super excited that they added cam to that platform and yeah, having a national show on the channel, I think, is super exciting. We have a ton of Buckeye content, but we're starting to expand. We're going to have a national pregame show. Uh, the Fans Edge is now a national college football show, and I know uh, I know they talk some NFL on there as well. So, yeah, if you missed last night's episode, I'm sure it's the episode right before this one uh, in the stream. So after this episode, make sure you go check that out. And, yeah, tap in with our guys at 630 on Wednesday nights for a national college football show with Mike, Cam, Disney, and EG. Yeah, 630 Central. So if you're if you're Pacific, if you're uh, Eastern time, it's 730. So just make sure you don't get that in the most y'all on the East Coast. But yeah, man, so enough talking about, you know, what we doing, what's coming up. This episode is pretty much for y'all. We're going to do some stat predictions. We're going to have fun. We're going to guess. So we have some player over-unders, and then we have some team, I guess, questions more so, or guesses to which player is going to fill this particular spot. So I read through, and um, big shout out to the Buckeye cast. They did a uh, player over-under and I was watching that and was just like, all right, cool. Like, I, I see this would be fun to guess. So we're going to start right at it with quarterback. So these are these are the stats. So let's say Devin Brown's quarterback. That's what we've been hearing, yada, yada, yada. So we're just going to assume that if Devin Brown starts, this is the stats, yards over under 3,099 yards and a half and touchdowns, over under 33 and a half touchdowns. Ron and chat, what do you got? Give me the over, baby. We're betting our team, bro. I'm taking the over. I don't, 30, 3,100 yards. What CJ have last year? CJ had 3,688 for yards. And he had 3,688. I said when during the pre production, I was like, set the line at minus 200 of what CJ did last year. And that, that took me to 3,400. So I think Devin Brown smashes that over. And also, um, would CJ have in touchdowns? 41? 41? I think Devin gets right around the 44 range this year. Uh, hey, Punk, it's 300. It's 3,100. So he's over under that mark. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Devin Brown, I think he will go over on yards. Um, touchdowns 33 and a half. I would say, I would say, hey, we went to the natty. He goes over. I think those lines, I think the touchdowns may be close. I think yards, he'll he'll break that. But it's first year starting, he may have some struggles. So I lowered it a little bit just to just to just to be fun. So okay. So next up, we got my guy 3K Trey. <laughs> it's what it just said. But I didn't put his yards over under his 3K. So Trey, Trey Beyond Henderson. 
yards over under a thousand forty nine and a half touchdowns over under eleven and a half. So ten, can he get to ten fifty, Ron? Let me know. I think he does. Um, I think uh, they're going to rely heavily on Trey this year, especially if they're going to be having a quarterback battle early. Um, I feel like they're going to establish the run more um, to try to give the defense a rest. Um, I just think overall the uh, offense is going to be significantly more balanced and uh, more reliant on the run game. Uh, I know Trey's going to be the featured back. I, we, we talk, I mean, we talk all the time. I say that this running back room is the best in the country, but I think that Ryan Day knows who the best back in the room is, and I feel like he's going to be featured this year. So I think Trey smashes 1050 if he's healthy. 11 touchdowns seems high to me because I don't know how much mine, how much work mine's going to be getting in the red zone. I know Ryan Day likes to throw in the red zone a lot. So unless Trey's busting up, running up the touchdowns early against, uh, you know what I mean, our home and home against uh, Arkansas State, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if our guy is going to be able to sniff that touchdown mark. So I'm going to go over on yards, under on touchdowns. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think he go. I think he gets 1050 or over on yards, 11 and a half touchdowns. So to hit the over, he'd have to get 12. I think he will be around 10 TDs, and he will probably spread that out with some of the team. And obviously, he will be featured in the past game. So there'll be some touchdowns there. But these were rushing touchdowns, so it didn't count those. Um, yeah, so rolling along now, stay in the backfield, Mayan Williams. Now, this one's a little tough. So it's set a little high for me. Mayan Williams at... 849 and a half yards. So he has to hit 850 to get the over and eight and a half touchdowns. So where are you at with Mayan Williams? 850 yards? Does he make it in eight and a half touchdowns? So he had to hit nine to get the over. No, I think Mayan comes in under that. Um, I think he's around six touchdowns, 750 yards. I think Mayan Williams is going to be in there when the starters are in there. But once they pull starters and they start uh, rotating guys, I think Mayan will be part of that group of starters that takes a seat early during games and they're going to let running backs three through five trip chip train them down hayden evan Pryor really get that workload i think they view mine uh almost as a, a one a one b behind yeah. travion henderson they look at those two duos as a pair when you talk about starting running back on this team so i feel like mine will get started style treatment and as games start to get and traditionally, you know what I mean? Most teams will have their backup running back really carry that load once the starter goes out. But I feel like they treat mine similar to the starter in that situation. And I see, think you'll see running backs three through five more and mine will just play more in the crucial minutes and you're more likely to see him rotating in on um, early drives and things like that. But by the time they're starting to shut down guys, I think mine will be included in that group. So I don't think he'll have as many opportunities to really run it up because he's only going to be playing what I consider real minutes once yeah. the games are actually still on the line. Yeah. Um, in the chat, I'm seeing a lot of under on those yards, a little bit under maybe over on touchdowns. So people are saying, um, I think he will hit under on yards, but I think he will get to that nine touchdown mark. I think he's going to be a monster in the red zone. I think the emergence of Evan Pryor is going to kill his amount of carries just on general for getting general yards. So I would go under on yards, over on touchdowns. So that's the running back room. Moving to the wide receiver room, 
the man, the Belinda Call Future Award winner, Marvin Harrison Jr. Last year had a big time season. I think he finished with 1,250 or somewhere around that. Um, so he, he he beat the stats they set for him this time. So more people in that wide receiver room. Got to spread the wealth. But at Marv, 1,199 yards and a half. So he has a can he hit 1,200 this year? And 13 and a half touchdowns. So 1,200 yards, 14 touchdowns and hit the over. Ron, what are you thinking? I can't hear you. <laughs> confident in the mic um over on yards under on touchdowns i think he flirts with the 13-5 number um in the yards category i think he's going to go off this year um but i don't know about the touchdowns i think he's going to be was, would you have the line at 13 and a half yeah 13 and a half, so he has a 14 I think he's going to be closer to that 9-10 range um I don't, I don't think he gets up there to 13, um, but I definitely think he's in the more 1,300-yard range, but definitely under. So I'm going to go over on yards, under on touchdowns. I am going to ride the wave and say they're trying to get this guy an award. I'm going to go over and over. Big time. He hit 1,250 last year. He can definitely do the yards. 13 touchdowns is a bit high, or 14 touchdowns is a bit high. But I think they're going to do what they tried to do to JSN last year and just really focus on getting this guy the ball, getting him the features, getting him that tree again in, in, in Buckeye Grove and getting him that Belenikoff award that has – I mean, these awards in general have escaped Ohio State for so long, whether they don't market their players enough or, what, or you know, ESPN just robs them on the award show. We do not win awards a lot. So um, I'm going to go over on both, and Marv gets that illustrious Belenikoff award. So next up, a guy that he would, if Marvin's getting these yards, Emeka might hurt a little bit, but Emeka is next at 1099. So he hasn't hit 1100 yards and hit the over and nine and a half touchdowns. Chat, where you at with a with Emeka? Ron, where you at? Over, over. I think my guy Emeka is going to have a massive year. Honestly, I could see a scenario where Emeka leads this team in receiving touchdowns and yards this year i just think so much attention is going to be on marv and it's almost to the almost to the line of disrespect i feel like they're going to take the attention that they give to marv as if emeka Ibuka is not a first round draft pick as well out there i mean he's argue in my opinion the second best wide receiver in the country some would say top five regardless good fucking luck putting all your attention on one wide receiver and thinking that oh someone's gonna a single player is going to lock up Emeka Ibuka. I think he's going to be a nightmare for people in the slot. We know that is a huge position in Ryan Day's offense. Um, it has a lot of freedom, especially in year two, a lot of option routes. So I think that um, Emeka Ibuka is going to do huge things this year. I'm going over, over on his stats. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Emeka will go over on yards. I think he'll hit that 1,100 mark and be over. Nine and a half touchdowns. I think he will be right around nine. I will say under for that. Um, he could definitely hit the over. I just think the emergence of some other guys that we'll talk about in the receiver room may hit those numbers. And I don't know if he'll be featured as much as Marv, but he's a yards gatherer. Obviously, going across the middle, he might be more outside this season, but he would he was average what seven and a half yards after catch last season. So yeah, I think he will hit the over on the yards, I would say, just under on the touchdowns. 
So an interesting guy. This is the first one where um, it gets a little iffy. So Julian Fleming, last year, I believe he went over on both. Yeah, he went over on both these stats. So we have him at 449 and a half. So he has a hit 450 the overall yards and four and a half touchdowns. Now, we don't even know if Julian's going to hold that third spot down. Obviously, Jaden Ballard's coming up. Cardinal Tate, somebody mentioned in the chat. Cardinal Tate, um, he he's up. So will Julian Fleming hit 450, and will he hit five touchdowns? Chat, Ron, let me know. Well, let's double up this question. Let's apply this line to Cardinal Tate, too. So we're okay. going to set this same exact line for 449 and four, four and a half touchdowns. What so about Jaden Ballard? Would you include him? Let's we'll use this line for all three of them. All three of them. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think so. I will start with Julian. I think Julian hits the over on the yards, under on touchdowns. I think Carnell yeah. Tate hits the over on touchdowns, the over on yards, and I think Jaden Ballard hits the over on yards, under on touchdowns. Okay. okay. Um, I think. I think Carno, it, this this wide receiver room is going to get interesting because, I mean, you hear Marvin Harrison Jr. saying yesterday that Carnell Tate looks as good as he did coming into the sophomore season. So I'm – the season hasn't started. I don't want to get critical of a team that I haven't even seen yet. But if what you're telling me is we have two Marvin Harrison Juniors and I see Julian Fleming taking the majority of the snaps, it's going to get disrespectful on this platform very fucking fast so i'm going to let the coaches be the coaches now who am i just a hall of fame twitter coach so i'm going to just let my opinions be reserved for now on what this rotation is going to be looking like but i think if carnell tate is who they say he is it's really going to shift the ability for those other two guys to perform the way that we're expecting. I don't I think it'll be hard for Julian to get the same numbers he got last year if we have two Marvin Harrison Juniors out there with a Mecca Buka. Yeah, this is um actually this is tough now that I'm thinking about it. Well, one, the, the Carnell Tate is Marv walking into last season. I gotta see it. <laughs> I really like I don't mean to doubt him. I trust Marv. I I, I trust he, he's true to his word, but I really, I really gotta see it. Uh, I just I just have to. So we'll see. So Julian, 449. Mm, I think he is under. I think he's just right around that low four, low four hundreds because he's splitting time. Touchdowns. I will go over for touchdowns. I will say he, he hits five. So we'll go over there. Carnell Tate, under on yards, under on touchdowns. I think he probably has like, yeah, maybe like three, four. Four is a good year, especially with the wide receiver options. And Jaden Ballard is an interesting one because he makes me want to go over on yards because he's going to be catching deep balls. So I will go over on yards for Jaden Ballard. I'll say he has his, his, his breakout season. He shows up. He's doing everything we think he's going to do. Um, touchdowns, I will go – I'll go under. I'll go under. I'll say he hits he hits four as well. Julian gets five. Jay Bow gets four. Cardinal Tate's around like three. And and because I don't want to make it so uh, I think Buck said in the chat. How many yards is this Brown throwing? That's what I said. I said, bro, put your socks back on. Quit trying to add up all the yards. We're doing Kasai math today, man. (laughs) Brown threw for seven thousand yards. (laughs) Brian Day said we're playing two quarterbacks this year. We're gonna have two four thousand yard passes on the team. (laughs) 
Buck, you funded for that. All right, so that's that's why receivers. Now, now this one's an interesting one. So, new block zero awardee Xavier Johnson. I have two for you. I have both rushing yards and passing yards. So we're gonna start with the rushing yards. Xavier Johnson over under ninety nine and a half rushing yards for the regular season. That's a tough one. Chad, let me know. Xavier Johnson, does he hit 100 yards? For the all the running backs we have, does he hit 100 yards for the season? Ron, Ron what you think? No, no, because I feel like Evan Pryor is going to get a lot of touches that XJ got last year. I think that's. I think it's going to be hard. I don't think he's going to get more than four jet sweeps. So unless he cribs something from our side of the our side of the ball, I, I don't think so. Mm, all right, and. So Xavier Johnson, so we don't have touchdowns. Ron, I'll give you this one, then I'll I'll weigh in. 349 and a half receiving yards. So I feel like it's a little high for me, but 349 receiving yards. What do you think? I'm sorry, I missed that one. Can you repeat it? Yeah. So Xavier Johnson, 349 and a half receiving yards. So we had to hit 350 to hit the over. What do you think? No. I, I love the guy. I love that he's a block over recipient, but I want those looks going to one of the freshmen. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I, I thank you for your service, but it, I, when he's in there, I hope he gets his opportunities, but I, I think they're going to be limited this year. There's just too much talent at that wide receiver position. And uh, if he's not outperforming Carnell Tate and the freshmen, I, I just don't see them giving him – I don't see him getting the opportunities – yeah, I'm with you there. Um, for rushing yards, I see a split of over and under. For passing yards, I'm mostly seeing under. Um, I think I think he will hit the over for rushing yards. I think Xavier Johnson is going to have a couple big plays in there, kind of the shining, walking to the sunset for this Buckeye team. I think he will hit the over of rushes at 99. So, XJ, if you watch him, man, hit 100, making you look good. Um, passing yards, yeah, with three guys we just mentioned, not even mentioning Ennis in there. Is going to take some snaps. Um, I would say under the 349 and a half for receiving yards. Um, definitely think he will make an impact. He'll show up in some games, but I don't know if he'll quite hit that number. But I thought that one was interesting. So now for Ron's favorite target on offense, Cade Stover. We have the over-under for him. See what he can do. Cade did pretty well last season with 36 receptions. He got a lot of targets. So these are definitely possible if he gets the same targets as last year, which I don't know if he will. But for yards, cased over 399 and a half yards. He has to hit the 400 to hit the over. And for touchdowns, four and a half TDs. So does Case Stover get 400 yards to hit the over? And does he get the five touchdowns to hit the over? Ron, chat, let me know. Do you know off the top of your head how many touchdowns he had last year? I have no clue. <laughs> I do not know off the top of my head. Um, probably like five, I would guess. Give me a second. Give me a second. Go ahead, look, go ahead, look that up. I'm seeing. Let me he see. did have five, four oh six, and five Eight. touchdowns. So where's the line right now? So that that would if he hits that, he would hit over three three nine nine half. So he has a four hundred yards to hit the over. Four no, double half. under. Double under. So he's not doing I what he did healthy, last. I think healthy Joe Royer is more of a passing threat. I think G Scott is really really going to push Kate Stover this year to be that first tight end to come out on the field or be the tight end that takes the most snaps. So I do not 
think the opportunities will be there for Cade to duplicate what he did last year. And I thought we threw the ball to Cade entirely too much. So I'm hoping that number is under under. Yeah, I'm seeing well, some people are saying over. I'm getting some over overs. Dylan says K's going to go for 500 yards at least. Funk says under under. Des is under. Shout under. out to Des. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think Joe Royer is going to eat this year. I think the emergence of him makes it hard for K to hit those numbers from last year. And he, he, he did get a lot of uh, attempts last year to actually hit those numbers. So I'm going to go under. Actually, you know what? Give me under on yards. I'll give K five touchdowns. I'll give him five touchdowns this year. So I think the merge of Joe Royer will be well. I think they'll both be around the same amount of touchdowns, even though Joe Royer, you just feel his impact more. So I'm clipping me- this after the show because if I see, <laughs> if last- I see, if I see K dropping red zone targets <laughs> in the Michigan game, I'm gonna be like, CQ, this is you. He's trying to hit that over for you. <laughs> Luckily, we went on the road at Arkansas State and he caught two early in the season. So, um, give me, give me five TDs for K. Under, over for me. All right, this is. <laughs> This might lead into our first paid advertisement of the show. But kick return, punt return, the numbers are not high. It's at 0.5 because we haven't had one of each. And who knows how long. So, Ron, chat, do we get a punt return this year? And do we get a kick return this year? Where are we at? No. We do not. <laughs> under <laughs> fucking under. Unless we got a new special teams coordinator while I was on Bleacher Report. <laughs> no, you see the fucking goofball that we put on the graphic today. Parker fucking Fleming. There's absolutely no way with him leading our special teams that we return a kick or return a punt. Now, I'll go over on us. I bet you we give up one this year. <laughs> Oh, man. I bet you we give up one, but do we get one? No. So I'm taking the over on us, zero for us. <laughs> Not the over on <laughs> Come on, man. Dear Jesus. Okay. Man. Parker Fleming is really trying to fuck this up. He's really trying. Because it's not that hard. It's not that hard. There's way too many athletes on this team. If Jaden Ballard returns kicks... Give me the over on kick return. Bro, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, yeah, we got Zen Mahalski returning punts this year. Like, what are we doing, bro? Oh, my God. Okay, give me over. I think we get at least. Yo, give me over. Give me over. Give me over on both. I think we at least get one and one this year. This is the year. This is the natty year. We got to break this curse. Now, I will will do a follow-up question. How many punt returns and kick returns do we need this season to save Parker Fleming's job. Ron, what's the over-under on that? <laughs> Where does the market better look like fucking Devin Hester, bro? <laughs> yeah, that, that Devin Hester had like six or seven punts. That's what I'm here. saying, bro. Uh, we got we and we and I need a 70-yard field goal to save his job. He's not. Nice. Yeah, he's fired. He's fired. <laughs> that's, that's the end of him. All right. <laughs> Take it a moment. Everybody like the video. Oh, ooh, I got one that we didn't put on there. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like the video. Do the house cleaning. <laughs> yeah. Like the video. 
share the video again we're here every morning at 8 a.m we got some good stuff coming for you later in the week so we'll pre we'll preview that close to the end of the show make sure you like the video make sure you share on the timeline we got 38 people in here so make sure you run that up we appreciate y'all having hope you're having fun with this we got more to go but ron go ahead you had an extra one so let's hear it yeah and before i start this i want to preface this with punk shut the fuck up do not even answer this question in the chat this is for buckeye fans only do we make a 50-yard field goal next year? <laughs> oh. Over, under, two and a half 50-yard field goals. Oh. Who's kicking at this point? Oh, yeah, so we got a new kick. Okay, yeah. No, no, no. He was hitting like 60-yarders on all the That's what I'm saying. Give me two over. Give me two. I'm smashing the over. We're the line now. I'm smashing the over. He's going to come redeem the seven scholarship kickers that we have. That that team right there, it's a team within a team to speak for them. Two over. I don't know the kicker's name. I don't remember his name, but he was smashing like 60 yards. So give me two over. Give me two over. Um, I'm gonna go under. I do think we make at least one, but I don't know how, how inclined Ryan Day is gonna be to actually kick them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if he's gonna actually. I feel like more times than not, he's going to keep the offense on the field than he is to attempt one. So I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go under. I'm looking at the roster right now. I've seen two kickers. I don't know either one of their names, um, which is right on par for Parker Fleming. I know we like to have about four of them things on the roster. So. I'm going under. I think we're going to make a couple, but three, I just don't see us attempting enough to make three. All right. All right, that's fair. We'll set it fair. All right, man, let us know in chat. Do we make over? I'm seeing I'm seeing some I'm seeing some overs on here. So we got to make we got to make some field goals. We can't score every drive even though we 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 hope we can. So Ron, you have this you have this segment. I know you got some leaders that we're going to guess and some quick questions, so take it away. It's all you. Okay. Yeah, so I have a little, uh, a few couple props that I put together. Q was a little bit more official in his <laughs> show prep today. He actually went and got Vegas numbers from a podcast. Your boy was out here like, who's going to need the team in rushing? <laughs> and and uh, let me let me tell you right there, we will do defense. So I will pull the defensive stats and we'll do that on a later episode. If y'all like it, let me know if y'all liking this. Like the video, show me you liking the stat guess and we'll, and we'll do defense. So go ahead, Ron. So uh, I want to say I want to start with leading rusher. Who do you think leads the team in rushing this year? I think it has to be Travion Henderson. I think he's the I think he's the big horse in there. I don't know how I don't know how much. I would say maybe three hundred. Oh, he's at eleven fifty. Maybe three hundred on the next guy under him. Maybe, but I think he leads the team in rushing. I don't think there's a question about that. Our guy Terry T asked us this question the other day via Super Chat, so I'm going to revive it because I think my answer is changing. Leader in receiving touchdowns and leader in receiving yards. Receiving touchdowns, Marv. Actually, I'm going to go Marv for both. I'll go Marv for touchdowns and yards. I think he's just going to be so much featured. I think I might have said a Mecca the other day because of Mecca. Just you said up. fucking Cade Stover is who you said for leading us in touchdowns. So That's I'm good. glad, I'm glad you, you found your brain since then. <laughs> he's <laughs> over, so let's not limit him. But um, I think I'm going to go Marv for both. 
I want to say a Mecca for yards, but I just feel like he's going to get featured, man. They're chasing this award. He was so, you know, he was upset last year. He didn't get it. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go Mar for both. I'm going to go a Mecca for both. I just think there's just going to be so much attention on Marv that I think Emeka is going to go crazy and have that year statistically that people expect from the number one wide receiver prospect in their class. And that and that's in no way a shot at Emeka. I think Emeka has uh, performed on par with expectations coming into Ohio State. Um, I think he's been exceptional since he's stepped in the door here. Um, I just expect him to put up the gaudy numbers that the national media expect. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to go with a Mecca for both of those. So here's an opportunity for your, to show your boy Cade some love again. The next question (laughs) is most touchdowns by a tight end. Cade, I cannot go with you on this one. Um, A little, a little bit of me wants to give some G Scott love. The Joe Royer hype is just a little high. I feel like, I feel like G Scott could definitely weigh in this more than we're thinking he's going to. Especially we're all thinking he's tight in three right now. But I, I can't go away from Joe Royer. It's too much hype. I'm buying, I, I, I'm buying the drinking the Kool Aid, drinking the Kool Aid. Joe Royer, I say Caden what five. I mean that's crazy amount of TDs for tight ends, but I think Joe Royer may hit five or six. Teacher is gonna be dynamic. I'm gonna I'm gonna might have to kick my show myself off the show after I say this. I think it's gonna be Cade. I think Cade leads Ah, you folded. I'm pussy. (laughs) (laughs) I think Cade has the most touchdowns for tight ends. I just think he's gonna have the most opportunities. He's a big body guy there in the red zone and i think he will clean up with some garbage touchdowns early in the season now see wayne, lesser competition. wayne said he might get three against indiana do not Kane, do not expose my red and white brethren you know keep it respectable. <laughs> you know q's a closet hoosier yeah we can't not <laughs> over there but uh oh, arkansas state go crazy <laughs> and also too um terry asks who do you think is the better blocker a mecca or marv talk about receivers um i think Emeka is actually the better blocker than marv marv is more physically imposing but he doesn't like he doesn't like contact like that as much i would say we've never seen that from his routes and him getting off the line he doesn't like as much contact as he should because he you see him you're like man he should be throwing people out the club but he really doesn't so i would say Emeka. absolutely um most sacks i'm starting to I'm starting to wonder here, but I'm I'm sticking to my guns with this one. Go ahead, Q. Let me know who you think. Yeah, man. I talked about it in Ozzy the other day, how Jack Sawyer's draft stock is gonna be is gonna be particularly based off of his sacks. He's gonna get those one-on-ones. So I would hope it's Jack Sawyer. If I I would say Jack Sawyer, if I had a sleeper, I think Mike Hall is about to go crazy. I think Mike Hall is about to go crazy. You and think we're going to have our leading set, the person who leads our team in sacks is going to come from the interior? If it is not Jack Sawyer, and Kayata Jackson is another one to look out for, I think he is going to have some high sack numbers as well. I think it will be Mike Hall. So just for the interest of the show, my sleeper is Mike Hall. I think Mike Hall could sneakily get eight sacks, which is not a low number at all. So. I think... 
the national media is going to be making the low-hanging fruit joke all season of Zach Sawyer during the broadcast. And I just think he... I just okay, think well. he's going to – no, I just think he's going to be the guy. I think he's going to lead us in sacks. I think that uh, he's going to become a household name this year, and I feel like people are sleeping on him and forgetting that he was a top-five player in that 2021 class. Yeah, and I see Cam in the chat said, I think Mike Hall is Aaron Donald. I actually think Mike Hall is Aaron Donald Sr. Like, like Aaron Donald <laughs> his kid, and he taught him everything he knows. But, yeah, JTT is going to face a lot of doubles. Jack Sawyer is moving one-on-one the outside. That's a fully – that's a great answer. So, I think you can't go wrong with that. I think it will be that well as well. That way as well. Well, your boy got to get to work here soon. So, we are going to speed this thing uh, Chad, up. Fast reaction. Let's go. What you got? All right. Instant reaction. Who has the most pick sixes on this team? Most pick sixes, Jahad Carter. Jahad Carter. You know who I'm going to go with? Malik Hartford. He's cribbing some shit. Most <laughs> interceptions. Most interceptions. Give me, give me Denzel Burke. Give me Denzel Same. Burke. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going with, I'm going with Burke. Uh, how about who leads the team in tackles? There's only one right answer. Yeah, Tommy Eichenberg had over 100 last Tommy year. Tommy Heismanberg, you're not getting to New York without leading your team in tackles. We already know who the answer to that is. More snaps, CJ Hicks or Steel Chambers? Ooh, give oh man. Give me Steel Chambers right now. Give me Steel Chambers. I'm gonna have to go with Steel Chambers as well. More snaps. Ty Leak Williams or Taiwan Malone. Ty Leak. I think Ty Leak will start. They hyped up uh Taiwan on Buck IBS a couple weeks ago, but I think Ty Leak was just hurt. I think he will start, and I think he will be a monster this season. I threw this one in here just so Cam doesn't cancel the show. Does Hero Canoe crack the top four in defensive tackle snaps this year? No. No, he does not. I don't believe he does either, but I had to let it be known. <laughs> most, <laughs> most snaps at free safety, Jihad Carter, Malik Hartford, or Josh Proctor. Well, to get the most pick sixes, Jahad Carter has to play. I will go with Jahad Carter. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is this breaking news? Do I need to call the real estate agent? No, no, no. Are uh, you selling? Are you selling your house on Proctor Island? He will be second in snaps at free safety. (laughs) He will be seen. He will be heard. He will not be forgotten. I thought thought we had a for sale sign going up. Nope. (laughs) <laughs> I just built I just built a new dock out there for my boat. <laughs> yes, because ain't no one else building one. <laughs> it's a one slip dock there on that island for you, buddy. No more boat traffic coming through. <laughs> it's hard to get in and out of there. So many people trying to get on, on the island. So get your get your real estate now. Buy early. But no, I had a great time doing this show. This morning, we wanted to get our guy Mike on here to, again, talk about the national show that we added to the channel last night, every Wednesday at 6.30 with Mike, Cam, EG, and Disney. So if you guys didn't get a chance to check that out last night, make sure that you guys are getting that into your college football rotation because we're really ramping up things here on the channel, have a meeting about our college football pregame show coming soon. 
So super excited, super thankful for you guys, or thankful for you guys always supporting us. Um, none of these opportunities would be with uh, possible without you guys. Like we wouldn't be adding more shows if you guys weren't watching. So super thankful that you guys support us and that we're able to continue to create. Q, let the people know where they can find you. Well, appreciate y'all tuning in. Trav, I seen your question. You're not behind. That's, those are regular season stats, not not a national championship or college football playoff stats. No, those are just regular season. Uh, if you want to find me, man, City Boy Quentin on Twitter, you know, send me a DM like Luke did uh, last night. Love to chop it up with people. Flyna Johnson on Instagram. Modern League Films here on YouTube and TikTok. Ron, where can they find you? Also, Ron, let them know what's, what's coming tomorrow as well when you do that. Oh, yeah. We have a special guest tomorrow. Uh, my buddy... Jordan is going to join the show, uh, super knowledgeable uh, Penn State guy. We're going to do a Penn State preview tomorrow. I know that's one of the big, uh, one of the biggest games on the schedule next year. Um, the flow of information is dying down a little bit coming out of camp. So we want to start talking to some people from other teams on the schedule. And we're going to try to get people um, from other fan bases that we're going to be playing this year and beat writers and things like that on here. So, our audience could become a little bit informed on who we're going to see on the schedule this year. Cause I mean, we know our opponents somewhat, but we don't know them as well as other fans and uh, contributors from other uh, fan bases. So I'm super excited to uh, have him on tomorrow and do this Penn state breakdown. So that's going to be exciting. So tune in tomorrow. Cause we are going to have a lot of Penn state talk on here. Cause I think that's going to be one of the biggest games this season so yeah if you want to find me you can find me on twitter at two underscore t-e-s it's the same thing on twitch you can find me on tiktok at two shiesty here every morning with my guy q for the buckeye roast and of course every sunday with our guys mike and cam doing buckeye bs at 10 a.m and on bleach report go fire that video yeah and if you go if you missed the video yesterday it is still live in the uh, Bleacher Report stream. Go ahead, download download that Bleacher Report app. Find the Ohio State team stream, and you will find me right on the news tab. I did a thirty minute show on there yesterday. Super excited, super thankful for Bleacher Report. So if you missed that, check it out. If you missed the national show, make sure you check that out too. Appreciate you guys always tuning in on the channel, and we will talk to you tomorrow here on the Buckeye Roast. Yeah. I'm out of time